Party people in the house. Hello. Welcome to Dysfunction Junction. What is Dysfunction Junction? It is a place where we can heal the ache so the cycle will break. I know that's like, it's like a bumper sticker, but it's the truth. It's my heart's desire to help you navigate the dysfunctional, toxic, codependent relationships in your life so that you can learn how to have the healthy, whole relationships that you deserve. Okay. So here's, uh, let me open up the chat. Okay, great. So that I can start to see comments and I can place them there when they come in. I just want to welcome everybody in. If we can take a big deep breath in and arrive in the space. Now, here's what I want you to do while we're thinking about this. Okay. What is it that you need to hear, know, um, see, understand in a new way that'll help set you free a little bit more, that'll help you take your power back a little bit more? Because that's honestly what my heart's desire is, is to help restore the peace and sanity where it has been taken, restore the power, restore the balance of your relationship so that you can be in the mutually beneficial relationships you deserve, not the one-sided relationships where you feel like you're... Uh, it's completely overwhelmed, exhausted, anxious, frustrated, hurt, betrayed, you name it, right? It runs the gamut. So what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about the massive impact when you have an addicted partner on you. How does having an addicted boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, or partner affect you in the long term? Now, hopefully, when you hear some of these things I'm going to share with you today, it helps you to really see, A, you're not alone because we can feel so alone in a situation like this, especially if you have people that you don't talk to about it. You feel like you can't talk to. What are the neighbors going to think? You know, nobody knows what's going on. It's still looking good from the outside looking in. Or if you're surrounded by people that you don't want to talk to about it because they're like, I told you so. Girl, I told you so. You shouldn't even be with this person. And, and like you're being judged and shamed for being in a relationship with an addict or an alcoholic when you keep giving the benefit of the doubt. So A, I want you to know you're not alone. B, I want you to know, again, there's hope. There is a place you can go to get the support you need, whether it's a free resource like Al-Anon who has support groups all over the place, or whether it is a paid investment where you let me or somebody else you trust come alongside of you to guide you through this landmine so that you can figure out um, how to be healthy whole, right? Like you deserve. So hello, I am so glad that you're here. If you're new here, welcome home. That was a mouthful as far as what we're um, doing here today. So I'm going to dive right into it. All right. Look, this addiction has impacted you in many ways. Uh, obviously, I don't have the lock on all the ways that you're impacted, but I believe I have a really good idea of exactly what it is that you're going through. And I'm going to verbalize it and vocalize it. I know that sometimes, you know, oh, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't want to harp on the problem or I don't want to talk about how bad it is, or I want to pretend it's not as bad as it is. A lot of us can be in denial about how bad it is. So me expressing and sharing, no, this is how bad it is. is really an attempt to help you gain the awareness that you need so that you can make some changes in your life. You know, the feelings that you're feeling on a regular basis of overwhelm, anxiety, disrespect are signals 
that something has got to change, you know, and we can spend all of our time learning how to be less anxious, or we can remove the anxiety. We can spend all of our time learning how to work through our frustrations or anger on our own or figure out, are we justified in our anger and resentment and frustration? And does something need to change? Thank you. You are the best. <laughs> Thank you. I love your comments. Keep them coming because it helps me when you interact with me. It gives me life because otherwise I'm just like talking, you know, and, and I'm here to serve no matter what. But when you interact with me, it just it gives me life. It helps me to just, oh, my gosh, it gives me the energy that I need to be able to show up. OK, so let's get into the deep six. I call these the deep six. And if you do you know what deep six means, it doesn't mean for the dirty minded what you think it might mean. The deep six means it's the things that buries your life. OK, deep six is what happens when you get buried. Is that what happens when you go in a coffin and a casket in the ground? And the deep six that happens when you're in a relationship with an addict or an alcoholic is the same thing. It's burying you alive. So these are the six things that are showing up the way you're traumatized, the way you're impacted. And once you get a handle on it, you're going to be able to make the changes you need to make. And look, I know that part of the reason that you love these videos is because it gives you the strength that you need where somebody can come alongside you and go, no, that is fucked up. No, that's not right. No, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Yes, it is hard. Yes, I see that you are struggling, even if you're choosing to stay in it. Because a lot of times people can tell you, well, that's your problem because you're in it. I told you to get out of it a long time ago. If you just would have listened to me, you wouldn't be hurting so bad. Well, love is a lot more complicated than that, isn't it? And your relationships are a lot more complex than that. And so a lot of the time we want to stay in these relationships. If you wanted to leave, you'd be out. But even if you get out, guess what? You still have shrapnel. You still have a lasting impact of this relationship. And if you don't heal it, you will likely attract another addict or alcoholic or you're going to get into, you're going to ruin a perfectly good relationship because you're carrying around the baggage from the last one. I love you. I'm just going to tell you like it is. It's the truth. So we've got to work through these things one way or the other. I'm not invested in whether you stay or go. We're going to have another discussion. Should you stay or should you go? That's up to you. But I'm going to tell you what the impact is of being in it. So then you can make an educated decision for yourself. So let's get into the deep six. I have an acronym called SISTER. So SISTER with a C because some of our sisters are brothers and cousins. And we, we're all inclusive here. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman or whatever you're, whoever you identify as or what type of relationship you have. We are all impacted the exact same way. This is one area in our life where we are all the same, even though there's a little nuance, maybe your flavor of dysfunction is a little bit different. But at the end of the day, these are universal principles. Deep six are universal traumas, universal impact for all of us. So we can all relate to one another. We are all in the same family here. One dysfunctional stew pie, okay? C is for control. You have developed in this dynamic with your partner a con control issues. You might have come into your relationship with them, but I can tell you now, if you started small, they are out of control now, raging control issues. You might even feel like a control freak. And I'm not saying you like it, right? But it does give you a false sense of certainty, like you can at least be in control of something. So what's your flavor of dysfunction? Have you been a person who doles out medication? Do you hold the pain pills and like give them to your partner? Do you just buy beer instead of liquor? Do you watch and make a note of how much alcohol is in the bottle and watch it go down? Do you fill vodka bottles up with wine? Do you try to control at dinner how much somebody's drinking? Do you say, okay, you've had enough? Do you try to leave the party before he or she gets out of hand? 
Are you walking around the house trying to hide the bottles and find them and dump them out? Are you controlling other family members? Do you have kids that are devastated and upset about this addiction, but you are telling your children how to think, feel, and behave around the addict or alcoholic? And this can go two ways. You could either be saying to your children, well, dad's drunk or your mom's an addict and she, she chooses drugs and alcohol over you. You know, you could go that route and be poisoning your child's mind and making it believe that the addiction is about them inadvertently. Or you could be controlling them saying, well, mommy doesn't mean to be so mean. It's just when she drinks a lot, she turns into this person, but she doesn't mean to hurt you. That's like the difference between manslaughter and murder. You're, it doesn't matter the intent. Mom is still hurting the kids. So like minimizing their feelings around the addict and alcoholic is not doing your children one bit of favor. They need to be able to express their feelings, share how this addiction is impacting them. Or worse, you're a controller where you sweep it under the rug and you pretend everybody's okay we're fine. No, everybody's good. I don't know what you're talking about. You, we can turn into that control has many flavors of showing up, but this is the issue that having an addicted spouse rears up in us. And, and look in, in our defense and the control freaks defense. Okay. We believe that if we don't control it, everything's going to fall to shit. If we don't control it, they are going to drink and go off the deep end and lose their job. If we don't call into work and make excuses and try to control how the boss sees our spouse, we're, they're going to lose their job and we're not going to be supported. If we don't control how the children interact or what they think of the addict, then they're going to blow up the relationship. So we're in our defense, we're trying to prevent bad things from happening. But the truth is we have absolutely zero control. None. And I know that's really hard to believe when you see it's like working, but how is it working? Is it really working? Aren't we still suffering? Isn't it still a shit show? Isn't it still dysfunctional? It's not really working, right? So the illusion of control and the control issues is something we need to rectify or when, if we don't, A, they're never going to experience a consequence that actually brings them to Jesus and, and sends them to the Lord and to the holy moment where they realize the impact and feel the consequences of their addiction. Or B, we're going to get out of that dynamic and go into the next relationship and be a control freak in that and ruin a perfectly good thing. Okay, so we need to get a handle on that. The I is identity in our sister acronym. We lose who we are, don't you? Doesn't everything in your life become about that person? And you started off as like sexy Susan or tantalizing Timmy, okay? In the relationship, you started off like being your fabulous self and like feeling like a girlfriend or boyfriend and feel, I don't know why I'm doing this, but you get the drift, right? Feeling like you were free to just be yourself. And then all of a sudden this relationship started and who did you turn into? You turned into a halfway house where you're like peeing this. You turned into a warden. Are you high? You turned into a coach. Well, I know that you're drinking because you have anxiety. And if you rectify that anxiety, you're not going to drink. And you need to talk to your mother. If you don't rectify your woundedness, you turn into a therapist. If you don't heal your woundedness, you know, you turn into all these different roles, therapist, sponsor, halfway house, coach, you know, mentor, warden, you know, police officer, you turn into all these things in the hopes that you're going to fix it. Above all that, every role that you're playing falls under the blanket of a fixer. So you're trying your best to fix it. And the reality is you can't. So 
we have to learn when we're with our partner how to be the wife again, how to be the husband again, how to be the the partner, the boyfriend or the girlfriend again without taking on all those other roles. Because believe it or not, even though we think a lot of that behavior is helping, being the sponsor, being the coach, giving the pep talk or the lecture or doing the urine testing or whatever we're doing, we think is helping. It's actually hindering. You cannot work harder on somebody's recovery than they are working on their recovery. Okay. So all that means is like, you're working a better program than they are. I had a, a comment on one of my videos and thank you for the comments. It helps us help more people. Really. They do give me life. And she asked, she said, well, can somebody go to AA and still drink? Well, honey, yes. Somebody can go to AA and still drink. It's not the meeting that does the magic. It's actually the internal process. Somebody works inside of the meeting. They, they work a recovery program and there's not one way to recover. There are multiple ways to recover for somebody, right? So we have lots of other videos here on what does recovery look like? And really, if you want deeper help, all right, we have a, our fall semester of life school that's coming up, which stands for Liberate Your Family Empowerment. And in that is everything you need to know about addiction, how it happens, why it happens, you know, to really educate yourself, to know how to detach and what to detach from, to know how to play the role in the family, to deal with your children if you have children and the great language to use, how to set boundaries and hold them. I mean, the gamut, okay? So I'm here to serve you, but just know that inside of my programs and my private mentorship, Everything you need is in one place and you have my private attention to help you. So if you're interested in that, go over to lovecoachheidi.com and schedule a consultation. Okay. And I can talk to you about the different um, options, how to, how to become a member of one of those programs. All right. So let's go on to the um, S in our sister acronym. And this is self-esteem. And this is probably one of the biggest hits that you take as a partner or a spouse. You know, you can only be lied to so much. You can only feel manipulated so much, you know, um, gaslit, right? Um, just hurt, you know, put all your hopes and dreams into somebody, feel like you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. You're a loyal person. You keep your ride or die. You're showing up over and over again for this person, putting all of your effort in, you know, doing your best to help them and give them what they need and support them. And then at the end of the day, that is not reciprocated. They are taking from you and you are giving to them. And then at one point, you've got to scratch your head and go, what the fuck am I doing? Right? You, it starts to weigh on you. And especially the peanut gallery of people around you who maybe don't understand your relationship or don't understand addiction, where they're like, I don't know why you put up with that. Gym. Like, like, they start to look at you as the problem. You know, it wears on your self-esteem. Your whole life revolves around that person keeping your family safe or, or you know, stopping the mayhem from happening or trying to get them into recovery or making sure they're doing better. And you get totally lost in the process. You lose your power. All of your power goes to that person. When they're happy and doing well, then you get to be happy and doing well too. When they're relapsed and they're spinning out, boy, you, you, can't, you can't be happy. You can't live your life. Your life is directly dependent upon what they're doing. If they're doing okay, you're doing okay. If they're spinning out, you're spinning out. You know, you, we've got to learn, and this is what the work that we do, we have to be better whether they get better or not. What would it be like, you know, for you to be so rooted in yourself, in your own value and your own principles and what you believe in as a person, not what you think is going to get them sober or be good for them, but what's good for you? 
and your family, okay, if you have kids, if you were so rooted in that, that they could spin around and you were like, bat, you, you batten down the hatches. And when the hurricane came in, you didn't get knocked around. You know, you were in there eating the hurricane snacks, feeling safe as can be and letting the storm pass around and do the storm, what the storm's going to do. And you are safe inside of your psychological, emotional, spiritual haven that you've created for yourself. And that's what I want for you. People are crazy as crazy. People are going to spin they're going to relapse. They're going to get in recovery. They're going to be all over the place. I'm curious about how are you going to be? I have programs for addicts and alcoholics, okay, to understand why they use. And that's coming up in another semester. Right now, I'm just talking about you. I want you to be okay, whether they're okay or not. And especially if you have kids, because research shows if they have one person in their life that's firing on all cylinders, who's consistent, who's, you know, with it, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually available to them, they're going to be okay. But if you spin out with your partner, they're not going to be okay. They're going to be impacted greatly, just like you are. Okay. So this is my attempt to help you understand how important it is. I'm going to come in and read these comments after I go through all of these and I'm going to pin them up and answer them. So stay to the end. I promise you, I'm going to answer your questions as we go through. All right. We're almost done here. And our acronym now we're up to trust and our sister acronym. This is, you know, addiction, we cannot, you can, now look, look, this is not necessarily going to be the nicest thing that you're going to hear today. I don't want you to trust. I don't want you to trust. And many of you are like, honey, I don't. Okay, trust me, I don't trust. So good. Um, I want you to trust your intuition. I want you to trust yourself, but I don't want you to trust anything that the addict or alcoholic is saying to you. I'm working in recovery. I don't even want to drink again. I don't even want to use drugs. I mean, I'm just like, you're enough. You know, I made a decision. I don't care what, I only drank six beers. I mean, I realized, but I just, you know, I drank six beers and I just, you know, I didn't, I know I didn't do any cooking. I don't want you to believe anything that comes out of their mouth. I want you to watch what they do instead, because everything about somebody that you need to know is revealed in their behavior. Like Lao Tzu said in the Tao Te Ching, everything you need to know about somebody is revealed in their behavior. But you get excited listening. I'm coming to get on track tomorrow. Yeah, I realize, oh my God, I was such an idiot. I ruined everything. I screwed up so bad. I promise you, I realized my family is so important. There's nothing I want more than you. Thank God you put your foot down, honey, because I needed that kick in the ass. And now I'm going to be sober. And you get happy. What happens is your blood, your, your brain floods with um, neurotransmitters of what happy drugs. Okay, happy chemicals. That's why I say love is blind. You're you're high on these neurotransmitters and your thinking part of your brain shuts down in moments like that. And you're not able to suss out truth from fact from fiction. Okay. So you want to believe it too. You want your family to be together. You want them to get better. So you believe it. I don't want you to believe it anymore. I want you to go, well, you know, honey, that sounds great. I'd love to see that. I'll be waiting to see that. That'd be fantastic when that is evidenced in your behavior. I'll be waiting for it. Okay. It's not cold or calloused. It's it's how you need to approach it because otherwise I'm not interested in what you're telling me. I'm only interested in what you do and you either do or you don't. And that is not that difficult to find out. Okay. Trust also is, is lost in this dynamic because you're gaslit all the time. You know, in your intuition when something is not right, when they're using, when they're off, when, so, you know, my dad used to get out of the car and, and just by the way, he stepped out of the car and started to walk up the hill. I'd be like, oh, that's two beers. Oh, that's a shit run. You know, I would know how much he drank by the way he stood by how he articulated. Like you have that same kind of radar, but you know, the difference is you're still getting gaslit. 
where somebody's going, you're crazy. I told you I was sober. I was, but you know what? And then they'll, they'll blame and they'll say things like this. If you keep accusing me of getting high, I might as well go do it then. You're going to make me do it. If you keep accusing me and not believing me, you're going to make me drink. You drive me to drink and you believe these lies and you start to get hooked into them. And then you're like walk on eggshells of what to say and not to say because you don't want to make them use. And that, again, is something you need help with to figure out what's bullshit and what's not. What's fact from fiction? Can you make somebody relapse? Is that a real thing? You know, um, and what do you need to say? When they say these things to you, what is the right thing to respond back so that you're not sucked into the, the rabbit hole with them and you go down the rabbit hole and then the kids are like, well, I guess both parents are checked out. Okay. I really want you to know, if you don't know this already by now, you know, my, my whole mission with my business is kids. And it's not just if you don't have kids, it's the next generation. It's the generations and generations. We, when we heal, one person at a time in a relationship with an addict and alcoholic or an, as an addict or alcoholic ourselves, we heal the planet. This is an epidemic. Okay. I knew during this time, especially everything was going to go off the rails. Drug use was going to increase. Drinking was going to increase. Some of you are even wondering, do they even have a problem? Here's a clue. If you're wondering if they have a problem, it's a problem. Okay. People used to argue in treatment all the time when I was, when I worked there as one of the lead faculty for 10 years and eight years instead of a drug and alcohol treatment center. I don't think I'm really addicted. I, he's really addicted. He's like a shit show. You know what I mean? He's like drinks, has to get up and needs to drink. I don't even need to drink, but honey, is it affecting your life? Are the people that you love worried about you? Has somebody tapped you on the shoulder and said, man, I'm concerned you're drinking too much. Hey, daddy, could you not drink so much? Hey, mommy, I don't like when you act like that. If, if your family is saying something to you, your friends are saying something to you, it's, it's a problem. You don't have to be a full-fledged raging alcoholic to take action and take control of your life. It could just be that it's creating problems. How do you know if you have a problem? Is it creating problems? It's not creating any problems. I actually had one of my clients say to me in treatment, in rehab, well, Hattie, I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't really, this is his accent. I don't really feel like I have a problem because my kids don't even know. And my wife, like she doesn't, you know, she, she's all right. Everybody's okay. You know? And as we went through the family, we found out that one of the kids was mortified and embarrassed of him and just detached. Another kid was like, you know, up in his room trying to avoid problems. And he thought he just didn't care. He wasn't affected. No, he's hiding from you, buddy. He's trying to go away because he doesn't know how to deal with this anymore. Trust me. It is that bad. Everybody's impacted. Even your aunt Sue who lives in Topeka, Kansas knows what's up with you. Okay. <laughs> like the actor alcohol is like, I don't know. I'm hiding it. Secrets and lies go hand in hand. And the last person to know how bad it is, is the actor alcoholic. Well, Heidi, how do I get him to know how bad it is? You don't. You know how bad it is for you and you make decisions from there. Boom. I'm going to take this microphone. I'm going to unscrew it. Oh my God. Now I'm going to do that. No, I'm not. I'm never going to do this. You cannot pay me enough. Mic drop. Okay. You don't need to get them to see how much bad it is. You need to see how bad it is and make decisions from there. You have trust issues maybe with your friendships. You can't tell them what's going on. A lot of my clients live in secret. They suffer in silence like the Lone Ranger. There's shame attached to this. I wish there wasn't. 
I wish we understood that one in four people have this in their family dynamic. I wish we understood that it's your doctor, it's your it's your lawyer, it's it's the real estate mogul, it's it's people, it's not like the skid row degenerate, okay, that's dealing with this. And I wish more people could really understand that, you know. Um, but shame is a part of this still. And so you you might be attached to that. You might be feeling like you have nowhere to go and you can feel all alone. So you don't trust a lot of people. I don't want you to go shout it from the rooftops, but I want you to find a safe place you do trust. A free resource is Al-Anon. That's a great support system. And for kids, they have Alateen, where you can go and get support and have a sponsor and work your own program. Or you can get strategic advice, mentorship, Somebody come alongside of you and tell you, do this, not that. This is good. This is terrible. Call me when shit's hitting the fan and know exactly what to do and let me come alongside of you. That's always going to be what I recommend if you need that next level of support, okay? The last way this is affecting you in our sister acronym, so control issues you have, identity, you don't know who the hell you are. You're a warden, you're a coach, you're a sponsor, you're a therapist, self-esteem issues, you're last on the list. You're like, what's wrong with me? Let's ask yourself, what's wrong with me? they're telling you your, why they drink or use in the first place. Maybe you're getting abused and, and violated and hurt. Okay. Trust issues. Um, emotions is the next one. There's two more emotions. You're afraid to express your emotions in your relationship because your emotions are either a used against you where somebody says that your emotions are why they're using or you're afraid you repress your emotions because you're afraid for anybody to find out and you don't tell anybody and you're like a ticking time bomb. So emotions are a big issue for you. You want to like resolve your anxiety. You might be a person who like is so full of anxiety. You go to bed every night wondering like what's in the bank account? What are they, what are they, are they take money out again? Well, are they going to get fired? You know, you are they going to blow everything like up? You have all these fears. And in, in what you're doing is you're listening to a YouTube video on anti-anxiety. My husband makes them. I love him. He's the best of the best. You're listening to these meditations on anxiety um, and going to sleep instead of waking up and going, I need to remove the anxiety. I need to work through the anxiety. The anxiety, the emotions that you're feeling are smoke signals to your soul. They're begging yourself to like make some change. So your emotions are a wonderful thing. I know you feel like you're on a roller coaster. The only reason you feel like you're on a roller coaster is if you're codependent. They're happy, you're happy. They're they're spinning out, you're spinning out. They're nervous, you're nervous. They're mad, you're pissed. You know, your emotions are mirroring those, and that's codependency. And the last thing is in our acronym is relationships. And this is the area where it affects every relationship that you have. It's not just centralized. It's like, oh, did we, did, is the cancer here? Well, honey, everything spreads eventually, okay? Everything spreads eventually, unless you can get it out and remove it, all right? Everybody's impacted, so there's a ripple effect. Every relationship you have, including the one you're in, is impacted by this addiction. Now, you might be thinking to me, Heidi, or saying, no shit, thank you. A, it's really good that we have come to Jesus and said, we all feel this way. What are you going to do about it now? That is the question that I have for you, because you cannot think that if they get into recovery or they get their shit together, that everything is going to be okay. I've done this for too long with too many people to know, to, to think or be delusional that that's actually true. I've seen people get into recovery and relationships get worse before they get better because re recovery means I'm dealing with my shit. I'm not asleep for it. It's harder for you than it is for the actor alcoholic because while they're like sleeping through all the shit they're doing to you and your family, they're like 
they're like high, then you're awake for it all. So you're actually more impacted than they are. You're actually sicker as far as toxic goes, right? Not a toxic person, but full of toxicity from them. You're more toxic than they are in many times because you've been absorbing all this sober. You, you it's, in, it's, it's all there. You're, you don't have the luxury of taking a pill and checking out or drinking your, till your head falls off, right? Or maybe now you have started. So let's think about what is this comment here? Show. I'm trying to show it. I can't. Um, okay. One of my ex-boyfriends was addicted to porn. It was so frustrating being with him. Hey, hey, Chrissy, this is one of the hardest addictions because it directly, like, we can make sense of alcohol and drugs, but porn addiction is like, what, like, we can say, well, I, obviously I'm not a bottle of alcohol, so I can see you might need a bottle of alcohol. Hi, I am not a line of cocaine. I get it. But when it's porn, it's like, um, like, hello, you know, and we, we personalize it and think that there's something missing within us. That That's the hardest part about dealing with somebody else's porn addiction is how you internalize it to mean something about you. It's very common for us to do that. And we've got to unravel that. We've got to get underneath the hood there so that you can suss out and, and make sure that you're not taking that in and carrying that with you to the next relationship. Hi, Debbie. How are you? Thank you so much. Greetings from Paris. Bonjour, comment ça va? Je prends plus du français. J'ai tous les français pour quatre ans dans l'école, mais je comprends plus que je parle. That is all I know how to say, except for a bad word or two. Um, yeah, you guys, thank you so much for your comments. I'm going to be coming back in and reading more of them. That's where I am now. They're in recovery and now I'm dealing with all the trauma, realizing how much anger I still have. This is so important. This, um, thank you for that comment. Thank you all for your comments. Hello. Thank you for these streams. Love your glasses. Thank you, Helen. Thank you. I need to see now. Hey, hey, Nippy. I know that's not, is that your name? It might be. I love your comments on my videos. I read them all the time and I really appreciate you. Jay, that's where you are now dealing with the anger that you have now. And here's why this is so important that you do, because when they get out of treatment, I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to go, I'm better. And you're going to say, I'm not. They expect, it's like kind of like a dog that bit somebody. It's like, you know, dogs have no memory. They wake up in the morning, like, you know, and they, they could have like injured you and you went to the ER and had stitches and they're like <laughs> trying to lick you. And you're like, whoa, man, you just bit me. I'm scared of you, right? That's that dynamic. But they get out of treatment. They're like, I'm all better now. And you're like, it's not all better though. I'm not all better and it's not better. And they expect that. They are very delusional. This is why I do this work because addicts and alcoholics are extremely, extremely self-obsessed. Okay. It looks and acts exactly like narcissism. They have no little to no insight on how this impacts you. They literally say the only person they're hurting is themselves and they believe it. It is crazy to think because you see how bad it's affecting you and everybody else, right? They do not see that. In fact, part of their program in recovery is working through steps where they can actually look at the people they've hurt and make amends. But sometimes that's even hard for them because they're like, eh. <laughs> you know, truthfully, they do not know the impact. So my work is I write books about it. I make videos about it because I, we need to know how wide this stems. So they're going to come back and here's what else is going to happen. Okay. 
They're going to come out and you're going to say, I'm still pissed at you. I'm still angry. And they're going to go, oh, no, 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 no. You can't be angry at me because if you're living in the past, you can't live in the past. Today's a new day. We're going to move forward. And if you keep bringing up the past, you're going to make me want to drink or use. I swear to God, that is what they're going to say or some form of that. And you're going to need to know what to say back. You're going to need to know, A, what you believe in and, and where what your position is. But the problem is they are not going to be able to help you deal with that anger. You need professional support to do it, whether it's a free resource like Al-Anon or an investment like myself to come alongside of you and help you process your anger. But you've got to take care of that. They're not going to be able to help you feel better. Nippy said that's exactly what they say. I know because I've heard it a million times, honey. I've heard it. You love my French accent? Oh, merci beaucoup. Ah, tu es très belle, mon petit chéri. I just found your channel and it's really been helping me. I'm so glad, Sharon. My boyfriend is addicted to meth and in rehab right now. Hallelujah. Praise the Jesus. Praise the Lord's. This is the first time I'm trying to get help for myself through therapy and your videos. I'm so glad that you're here, Sharon. I hope you find a lot of support and help here. Again, I want to encourage you to get involved in Al-Anon as well. Or, you know, you're welcome inside of our programs or this, these videos that we do every single week we're here. Well, this time has been so great with you guys. I love you so much. It, it, it really, um, I don't take this lightly. I want you to know how much it means to me that you're pouring into yourself because I know that is the hardest thing for you to do. That is the hardest thing for you to do. You're a lover. You're a helper. You're a fixer. You focus on everybody else. You're last on the list. So I know if you're here, it has gotten that bad in many cases where you're like, holy shit, I've got to start getting myself okay. And that is right. So congratulations. I believe in you. I'm so glad you're here. When you heal, we all heal. Okay. I love you. Take excellent care of yourself. Next week, we're going to continue our conversation. As always, I upload a video every Tuesday and I do a live stream every Wednesday. All right. I love you too, Debbie. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you. All right. I appreciate you guys. I love you so much and I'll see you next week. Or if you want to schedule a consultation and want to get with me one-on-one, -on -one, go over to lovecoachheidi.com. Adima. <laughs>